Ce podcast est pour accompagner ceux et celles qui font la vaisselle. Hi, my name is Mina. Today's podcast is about the broken heart thing. What's a broken heart? By definition, it's a metaphor for the intense emotional stress or pain that one feels at experiencing great and deep longing. Maybe the first thing that visits my mind when I talk about the heartbroken or the broken heart thing is this sentence that Emma Gibbs employed when she was giving her TED talk on TEDx South Bank Women, describing the end of her romantic relationship, the one that broke her heart. So she kept like saying to her mom, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. This state or this situation of being confused, of not knowing what to do, I think it really describes the heartbroken thing, phenomenon, let's say. Emma, this writer, producer and storyteller, talked also about the symptoms, you know, what she experienced, what her body experienced during this broken heart moment so she said it was a sunshine coast day the bright blue sky clubs that I could barely see through my puffy and bloodshot eyes now walking out into the balcony another wave of sobs took hold you know that kind of crying that squeezes your chest in your heart like a bow constrictor and strangles your throat said that almost all talking is impossible. I think some of us know this feeling and I do believe this is like the perfect definition of a broken heart. This is really how the body, you know, reacts. But also there is like this state of confusion, of lostness. So Emma Gibbs didn't know what to do because you won't know what to do when the absolute reality you thought you had is just not that real, that solid, that persistent. Sometimes it's just a lie. You know, I'm no longer that obsessed TED Talk listener that I used to be when I was like around 22, 23 years old. But yeah, Emma Gibbs was, you know, TED Talk was one of the first TED Talks I appreciate the most because I felt her broken heart on the stage, especially that moment, despite the lousy microphone sound and the technical problem. But her voice shook me. Okay, am I romantic? I may be, you know, very romantic and too emotionally shaky. But she touched my heart when she said, it's really difficult to deal with loving someone so much when they don't love you enough to fight for you. It really makes you question your own self-worth. So there is this moment, you know, when you live a broken heart moment. The first thing you start doing to yourself, it's this. You question your self-worth. So um, maybe you should know that this is like normal and you are like, self-worthy and things like that but this is like what makes like the pain very unbearable you, you go like to your self-love and you start like questioning things that that you've worked so hard on getting them and she also says 
that the thing about being heartbroken, it's really hard to lie to yourself and control how you feel, at least for me. I tried, but it, but it always comes back because of a song, a film, a shirt. Yes, you know, all the memories that you've been like working on getting, they're not going to be like something that you're going to appreciate when you are having a broken heart. I do remember that when one of my close friends um, had a breakup and she told me, you know, after like three or four years of this like relationship, she hated the, the fact that she had so many memories. So I do remember that the first months of her breakup, every time we go to somewhere, a cafeteria, a park, uh, we had some coffee, we listened to some song, like she starts to tear up and she like tells me, we, we've been there, me and him, we've been there, we had this. So I think, yes, memories can be really, really a bad thing when you are having a, uh, um, when, when you are like heartbroken. Emma's being heartbroken made her stop lying to herself, made her be true to herself. So after the sobbing-like phase came the glory phase, let's say. She started working on a kid book. Uh, I think it was like called, it has a very special name, The Mermaid Diary or The Mermaid Detective. Funny. And she also started like working on her movie about like, I think it was like, I don't know. And she started also like her TED talk. So she gave a TED talk and started many, many projects. So yes, for Emma, like this broken heart thing was made her like the phoenix arising from the ashes. My Arabic version of the after broken heart state is so different. She's not the phoenix at all. So let me describe the whole situation for you. Lots of binging until you puke. You eat everything you can eat yourself. Lots of sobbing until you cannot open your eyes. Oh my god. Puffy over, you know, over, over puffy eyes. And this feeling like this is misery and this is like human extension and, you know, nothing is going to be like good anymore. This is the end of human life. And I do remember this scene from a Syrian drama series. Um, you know, the Syrian drama before 2011 was my thing, but before 2011, after 2011, no, it's not, it's not ever my thing. So the name of this Syrian series is Asir Dama, written by Dala al-Rahbi and directed by Hatem Ali, rest in peace Hatem. So there is this mother, a character, she's a mother, she's a doctor, she discovers that her husband marries or is married to another woman, a second wife, after like 20 years of marriage, of course, it was really hard for this uh, woman to um, to accept this because, you know, her husband is polygamous and whatever. Not whatever. This is something really, yes, my feminist voice is telling me, no, this is not like whatever. This is serious. Yes, of course. So the mom sobs, closes her medical office, stays at home all day, cries out her eyes, prays to God, implores God to loosen her pain of being betrayed. 
For me, as a kid, like this is the perfect reaction. I want to be the mom. I want to cry. I want to be like feel the melancholy of being like betrayed, of being like, like feeling like this feeling of being like a leftover, a social experience, a rubbish, something like I don't know, like feeling this pain. So when I was teenager, you know, we had like this twilight thing. You remember, guys? And I do remember this scene from Twilight, New Moon, season two, when Edward left Bella, remember? When she was sitting all alone, all depressed, and time is passing, and she's all sad and weak. Do you remember, like, the camera is making circles around her sad face, and the window is showing us people living their life and moving on? And then comes the very sad voice of this singer, Laiki Li, or Laiki Lai, I don't know how to pronounce her name, whatever. So she's all singing like, there is a possibility, there is a possibility. All that I had was all I'm gonna get. Of course, you wanna like get heartbroken just to be Bella. How romanticized the whole thing is. For me, as a teenager, I wanted to be heartbroken just to be Bella. You know, it was really silly. But what made me rethink the post-broken heart reaction is when I rewatched Asiya Dama, all grown up and mature. There is the scene when the betrayed mom was crying and imploring God to make her husband maybe divorce the second wife and return to her. Her son was so indifferent to her pain and he told her that he's gonna like go and watch a Nicole Kidman's movie at his friend's home. The mom was so upset because, you know, her, her world was like falling and her teenage kid doesn't feel like her, her, doesn't feel a thing, doesn't feel her agony. Like this is like the end of her world and her like teenage kid want to go and watch the movie. She was really upset. Here the teenager, you know, her, her, her son says and replies to her, at least at my friend's house, I can watch movies. Nicole Kidman's movies. Do you know that Nicole is the most beautiful woman on earth and her husband bet betrayed her. He has an affair with another woman that he loved and divorced Kidman, Nicole Kidman. But she didn't do what you're doing. She kept acting. Her life didn't end. Her life didn't stop. She tried to be happy again and to live her life. Not like you, hating yourself and hating everything around you and crying all the time. This scene, you know, was really... was something for me. It made sense to me. Because I always wanted to be Bella. I, w I always wanted, like, to feel the melancholy, you know, to be just in a relationship, to be heartbroken. This is, like, really bad. This is what, you know, the pop culture does to us it makes us like it sells like these ideas for us romanticize like things that they should not be romanticized like romanticizing depression and yeah so i was so melancholic i loved being like the hero of a dramatic story but being emma being the phoenix is something i didn't consider we didn't consider i think in the arabic culture since they always sold us this idea that you cannot live without him. You cannot maybe also live without her. There is not, you know, this is not like to say that we should ignore the pain 
It's about believing it's not gonna last forever. The phoenix shall rise again. I don't know the recipe like how to overcome the whole sobbing thing. All I know, I don't want to be Bella and some singer crying over my head telling me there is a possibility or a possibility where there is none. You know, it's a podcast also about literature, literature, and it was like really difficult for me to find some story about a woman after a relationship. She was like all strong and, you know, willing to face life because I didn't find, I didn't find like a story. Maybe of course there is lots and lots, lots of stories of women who just, you know, have been the phoenix. But in the Arabic literature, it was really difficult because, you know, I've read this trilogy of Ahlam Mustaghanmi and in her story, like the end of the relationship, it was like the end of the world, guys. It It was like, this is like the end of human life. So I'm going to talk about something different. I'm going to talk about Villette. I am going to talk about Lucy Snowy. She's like the main character of Villette. This is a classic, uh, a classical novel, British novel by uh, Charlotte Bronte. I think that most people for Charlotte Bronte, I don't know how I'm pronouncing it, like it's French, but you know, uh, a croissant sometimes, English at the time. So yes, Charlotte Bronte like wrote this magnificent novel. It's about Lucy Snowy and um, what I really loved about this character that after the traumatic end of her love story, a love story that she didn't really live, that she didn't really experience, we feel at the end that there is hope. I'm not going to spoil the novel for you. And I think that most of people like know for Charlotte Bronte, um, Jane Eyre, but believe me, uh, Villette is something else. Villette is about really the phoenix, is about really a woman who is rejected by men many times. And every rejection, you know, I think that doctor, I'm not really sure about the names because this is not like scripted, this is like in the open air. So I'm making just myself remember the novel. And I do remember that she loved the doctor and the doctor didn't love her, he loved another woman. A woman uh, who were, uh, who, 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 I think she was like pretty, she was prettier than uh, Lucy, but he chose like this woman over um, Lucy. I'm not going to say any rubbish in because you know, I'm not really recalling what the novel was uh, about. The details was really um, petite when I read this book, but um, I do remember like when she loved her second love, the, lo- the second love story that she didn't really live. At the end of this uh, love story, when her lover, something bad happened to him, like when you read the end of the story, this isn't the end of life. The phoenix shall rise again. Thank you, guys.